On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll look into a big game from a Yankees lefty and some interesting fab options for the weekend. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps of baseball cards. Michael Beller, Al Melchior here with you on Friday, September 17th. The news and notes kick off with Shohei Otani, who will not pitch this weekend against Oakland because of a sore arm. As of now, not yet shut down for the season, so hopefully we do get to see a little bit more Shohei before this year wraps up. Carlos Rodon had his next start pushed back to next week. It'll be against Detroit. White Sox are limiting him to two starts rest of the regular season. Obviously, the White Sox have much, much bigger fish to fry about uh, three weeks from now than whatever happens <laughs> the rest of the regular season, and they want a healthy and ready Carlos Rodon when those fish do arrive. JT Real Muto left his game against the Cubs after being hit by a pitch on an elbow. X-rays were negative. He was day-to-day, and coincidentally enough, Nelson Cruz also left the Rays game after being hit by a pitch on his elbow. X-rays negative. He's day-to-day. Jesse Winker uh, could get activated for a huge series for the Reds uh, on a Friday against the Dodgers. He's been dealing with an intercostal strain. Jake Cronenworth also expected to return this weekend. Also a huge series for the Padres this weekend as they fight for that NL wildcard spot. Trey Mancini was scratched against the Yankees, dealing with oblique and abdomen issues. Framber Valdez, with a hand laceration, was scratched from his start at Texas. Could start Monday, though, against the Angels. Shane Baz, there was some speculation that he was going to get called up here in the not-too-distant future, but he was scratched from his start down at AAA because of back spasms. Alex Wood, likely to draw a start on Saturday against the Braves. Shane McClanahan, set to start Sunday against the Tigers. Thursday standouts, Al, let's talk about him. Alex Cobb, someone who you recommended, I believe, as your number one stream play on Thursday. Well, good on you, Al. Five shutout innings <laughs> against the White Sox. Two hits and two walks. Struck out five. And a guy who, uh, now that he's back and healthy, looking like a nice little guy to have over these last couple of weeks of the regular season. I think so. That sure was reassuring. Uh, yeah, I did make him my my top uh, streamer on the show on Thursday, but um, with with a little bit of nervousness, uh, mostly <laughs> just because of Cobb coming back off of the IL. Uh, so you know, good to see that he looked uh, you know just as good as he did uh, earlier in the season. And uh, so you know, at this point, that lines him up. The next start's going to be equally tough, probably even a little tougher against the Astros. Uh, but then, you know, looking ahead to the final week of the season, uh, we'll be getting a start at Texas. So uh, I, I feel pretty good about Cobb. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it may just be those two starts left for him. But, right. I, I, you know, if I was ready to roll with him against the White Sox, I'm going to be ready to roll with him against uh, the Astros. And then it's a nice little reward to have him pitch against the uh, the Rangers for what likely would be his final start of the season. I got to say, I really got to commend the Angels to committing to the bit this year of trying to find as many good players as possible while still having a 500 at best team. It's just, it's remarkable how they pull this off year after year after year and Alex Cobb contributing to that effort. How about Jordan Montgomery going out and just dominating the Orioles? Five and two thirds, gave up one run on six hits. 
12 strikeouts from Jordan Montgomery in this game against just one walk. If you stream Montgomery, which I did not, unfortunately, you are feeling very good about what you got out of him last night. And what are you thinking about for the future with Montgomery here? Well, in the very, very near future, uh, I feel completely fine about streaming him, and I'm sure you will be too, because he gets the Rangers next week uh, for what is likely to be his his lone start. Uh, the, the one after that, which again would probably be his final start of the season at Toronto. We'll see. I Honestly, I probably would uh, would sit Montgomery uh, for that one. Uh, you know, it was great to see him have this, this kind of start. It's, I mean, I don't want to to you know, undersell what Montgomery's been able to achieve this year. I mean, this brings him down to a three point six three ERA, more than a strikeout per inning. But uh, you know, it's not as if uh, you know Monty got a raw deal in his previous starts, and I apologize for that. Um, but uh, in any event, uh, you know, uh, he's still a little bit of a streamer for me. So yeah, yeah. fine against the Rangers, probably not in Toronto. Yeah, definitely uh, agree with you on that. I always want to make like some sort of angel from Montgomery pun whenever I hear uh, his name or David Montgomery's in the NFL world, but it just it doesn't flow that well. So I'll just say it's a great song. Listen to it if you've got some time on Friday. Really, any of the versions, although the original by John Prine is my personal favorite. Dietrich Enns coming uh, up next. Four innings pitched against the Tigers. Gave up one run on three hits. Walked one. Struck out three. Over his last five appearances, Al, he's... Really looked quite good. So, uh, what are you doing with him, and where do we fit? In, where does he fit in with uh, McClanahan coming back? Well, I think especially with McClanahan coming back on Sunday, uh, whatever appeal we might have seen from and uh, over the last couple of weeks, it's definitely limited. I mean, in, in a different situation, maybe if the race continued to be shorthanded, you could talk yourself into thinking that maybe ends would would you know make a five or six inning appearance at some point. Uh, but you know, I think I, I don't see where he fits in, certainly not as a starter and even as a follower, <laughs> I'm not sure uh, where the opportunity falls for him in the next couple of weeks. So I think he's somebody though, who's just put up tremendous numbers this year, especially in uh, over his last five appearances, uh, really good with and uh, chase rates, by the way, the last 15 and third innings, 14.2% whiff rate, 42 and a half percent chase rate. Those are both phenomenal. So, you know, the fact that, you know, maybe over the course of a week, each of the last two weeks, he somehow picks up, you know, four innings, maybe five innings. Uh, if you need ratios, um, yeah, I think that's probably where, where the appeal is. And, you know, there's lots of us that probably need that kind of help. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, we can't just go out and find the kind of help that Bryce Harper provides. What a season he has had. Hit his 33rd homer, also at two doubles against the Cubs. And the Cubs made a little bit of history. Don't know if you heard this one, Al. First team in Major League history to lose two games by at least eight runs, in which they were previously winning that same game by at least seven runs. So you just can't stop the 2021 Cubs from making history. Bryce Harper, what a game he had there. Now hitting 314, eighth among hitters in roto value, second among outfielders. I mean, what are we doing with Bryce next year? Could you argue Bryce into the top five? Maybe that's a little uh, a little lofty, but certainly a first-round pick. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, he's he's been there, uh, you know, but more kind of a, a player at the turn. Uh, and, and I think maybe he deserves to, to be bumped up from that status a little bit top five is probably stretching it a little yeah. but um yeah just a tremendous season for Bryce Harper and you know if nothing else just glad to have a, a reason to talk about him because you know the the Bryce Harpers the Freddie Freemans the Jose Ramirez is we we just never talk about him yeah. on this show <laughs> right. because with 15 minutes we're looking for things you know that are actionable and 
you know, we know that you know that these guys just start all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, what I mean, what a season, and just I mean, deserves all the plot that's being thrown his way, certainly. And it looks like it's going to be yet another season where the Phillies fall short of the uh, playoffs, and you know, maybe don't break their no winning season streak either. But just a, an unbelievable season from Bryce. He certainly can't throw any of the blame at his feet for uh, what feels like another disappointing season for the Phillies. Josh Harrison going four for five with his 32nd double of the season. We've talked about him a few times. Al, he just keeps hitting in Oakland. I mean, what a great move this was for him. He can't stop hitting after getting moved from D.C. across the country to Oakland. And uh, if he's somehow still sitting out there in your league, I think a great guy to add over these last couple of weeks. I mean, he's he's had a nice season, just period, and yeah. um, the the playing time just hasn't been a, a concern at all uh, with the move to Oakland. So uh, he has benefited some from, from some good matchups, and I'm not saying that at all to uh, you know shed any any kind of negative light on his performance because I mean he's somebody who just you know makes contact has you know just a little bit of power, not a lot. That's not really what you're going to be rostering Harrison for, but you know it's going to score runs, uh, provide batting average for you. I don't really love the athletic schedule this coming week. Uh, they've got, they start off with four games against Seattle, which doesn't seem, you know, overwhelming. But when you combine that with uh, three starts uh, uh, against uh, the Astros and all those games at home, and this is something that I, I made a note of in uh, the brand new Next Week in Fantasy Baseball, that the A's is far. I didn't dig into this, Michael, completely, but I think the A's had the biggest gap between home performance and road performance offensively. Uh, they're one of, they have been one of the worst teams at home in terms of WOBA, uh, one of the better teams on the road. Uh, so with seven games at home, with some tough matchups sprinkled in, um, Harrison's definitely not a, a, a gimme to start. I agree with you. He's a good player to have rostered. He probably is going to be worth starting in a lot of leagues. But uh, just, yeah, take a look at your alternatives with, with uh, most of your Oakland athletics this coming week. Finally, Austin Nola going three for three with a double and a walk against the, uh, oh my God, I almost did it again. I almost called him the 49ers. Football on the brain against <laughs> the Giants. And I don't know why it's only that city too that does it to me. Um, anyway, Austin Nola, a, a nice game here. Been a little bit of a lost season with him with all the trips back and forth from the IL, but good to see him rounding into form and you know not a moment too soon for the Padres who are fighting for their playoff lives. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, somebody who's definitely, you know, needs to be started in two catcher leagues, maybe on the fringe in one catcher leagues. Unfortunately, the schedule doesn't really work in the Padres' favor over the next couple of weeks. They've got a couple of series against the Giants, one against the Braves, one against the Dodgers. That's just a lot of really good pitching that they're going to run up against. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't think that necessarily disqualifies Nola. Definitely not, not in two catcher leagues. And by the way, I, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't go, you know, with the football analogy. With the uh, you know the Bears and the Eagles, uh, you know putting up those big numbers on Thursday. Oh uh, man, you know I just I just I I, I can't do it. I, I just can't I can't do it. <laughs> but my buddy uh, Brett uh, Brett Taylor, Bleacher Nation, check him out on Twitter. He was making a lot of uh, a lot of Cubs Phillies Thursday night football puns with those scores that they were putting up in that game. Uh, not very original on my part, I suppose. <laughs> All right, let's get to Friday streamers here, Al. Uh, we got a pretty good group after a thin one on Thursday. Eliezer Hernandez against the Pirates. Adrian Hauser against the Cubs. Cole Irvin uh, against the Angels. Michael Pineda gets the Blue Jays. Brady Singer against the Mariners. Taylor Hearn against the White Sox. Who do you got in this one, Al? 
Ah, boy. Uh, I, I, the top one for me is Adrian Hauser. I just feel like he's been underrated, under-rostered all season long. Cubs are not, and we've pointed this out a lot lately, uh, offensively, Cubs are are not an easy matchup lately, uh, but not so overwhelming that I think uh, I would avoid Adrian Hauser. So I like him a lot. Eliezer Hernandez against the Pirates. I mean, that's a combination of somebody with some upside against uh, an opponent that uh, certainly gives you a little bit of leeway. So I like Hernandez a lot. I want to avoid Cole. Irvin, uh, even though he's got arguably maybe the best matchup right now against the Angels, who are just, you know, so short shorthanded and not really doing much at the plate at all. But um, Irvin just allows so much contact. I did get burned by avoiding him against the Rangers in his last start, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> My story, I'm sticking with it. Um, Brady Singer against Seattle. I like him too. Very inconsistent, but matchups decent. Uh, a lot of upside there. And I think just because of the matchups, I'm avoiding Pineda and Hearn, but I would certainly not hesitate to use uh, either of those pitchers uh, in different situations. All right, Al, let's take a look ahead to what we're going to be doing 48 hours from now, setting some fab, trying to grab some guys for the stretch run. Let's take a look at the guys who we're going to be most attracted by if they're out there in our leagues. Nestor Cortez, somehow available in enough leagues that we can talk about him in this way. Obviously, he's the top guy if he's out there in your league. We've also got Tyler Anderson, Eric Fetty, John Lester, Gavin Sheets, Larry Garcia, and I'm going to say this one uh, in the way that you wrote it in the sheet, Charlie Culberson? Also, Charlie <laughs> Culberson, he's uh, he's someone we're maybe thinking about here. Who do you want to make an argument for other than Cortez, who we know is at the top of the list in any league where he's available? Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, kind of blown away by how how many leagues he is still not in. Uh, I, I mean, Anderson, I think, is the pitcher to go for in most leagues. Um, he's been really just very steady since coming over to the to the Mariners. He's got a pretty nice uh, two step lined up for himself uh, this this coming week. With uh, just talked about the Athletics not being very good at home, he's going to get them for the first start. He's going to get the Angels, who we talked about as a great matchup. He's going to get them for a second start. So hard to pass that up. Uh, but Eric Fetty, as we've talked about in recent episodes uh he's been going well he's got a two-start week com- coming up and uh I, a little bit of a mea culpa on john lester because i really dismissed that good start that he had on wednesday on the thursday show and i took a deeper look into lester who's got a, a two-start week coming up and um you know he's allowing a lot of soft very low ground ball contact and he's just not giving up ground ball base hits he's got such a good infield defense behind him that i think he's at least he's in the mix uh, for discussion among two start streamers, uh, this, this coming week. So he's got uh, the Brewers and the Cubs on the road. Not great matchups, but, um, I still think he's worth, uh, some consideration. Quick note on Charlie Culberson. Five lefties on the Rangers schedule this there week. You go. Uh, Culberson tends to play against them, tends to hit them very, very well. That's why I included him on the list. I'll give you one last note about John Lester. 199 career wins after his last win. So if he doesn't get a win against the Brewers, then you're talking about a guy going for his 200th career win at Wrigley Field as a member of the Cardinals. So it could be a fun little story there, assuming he doesn't get that win against the Brewers. And that's going to do it for our fun little story that we like to call Fantasy Baseball in 15. Rate, review, subscribe, all of that fun stuff. And hey, the weekend speaking of fun stuff so have yourself a great weekend enjoy all the baseball that is headed your way this weekend we'll be back with you on monday have a great weekend we'll talk to you soon